All right, I'm good if everyone else is. Oh, ready. <laughs> the enthusiasm yawn. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument, or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, July 11th, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. And this week, uh, we've got a lot of stories. We're going to be talking about uh, several different Christian monuments, Cardinal Pell, mm-hmm. and uh, Don Jr., who's in the news in the last few days. But first, I wanted to give a shout-out to some people doing invocations, two in particular, who came up on my feed... One is in, I, I'm probably going to mispronounce both the place and her name, but uh, Deland, Florida, Athena Jean Hale, who apparently, well, according to what she said, she is the first openly trans person to give a humanist invocation in Florida. And that's just uh, words that I didn't expect to say right now. <laughs> <What's because> <laughs> Uh, an openly trans person who's a humanist giving an invocation in Florida, of all places. So, yeah. Bravo. That sounds yeah. very true. <laughs> Congratulations. But I did also want to mention a friend, uh, the guy that we had on here, Justin Scott, the Iowa atheist. He gave another invocation in Oskaloosa City, and... I didn't really see it in advance, but apparently there was a lot of social media hype around it. A lot of people not so happy with him giving this atheist invocation. Mm-hmm. But then he got there, and there were like 10 people there, and it wasn't a big deal. And it was kind of met with quiet, not a whole lot of people saying anything. But then afterwards, uh, some of the people who spoke after him, not so happy. Uh, one of the people who spoke afterwards said that they didn't mean to sit in judgment of him personally, but she was under the impression that the invocation is to invoke a higher power. And, uh, they just prayed for each and every one of you, the people on the council, that the decisions you make and are based on, uh, God's will. Hmm. And then, uh, a former council member actually said something about he used to sit in one of the seats and the decisions you make uh, can be difficult. But he just wanted to remind you that in the pledge, it says one nation under God. He also mentioned that in God we trust is on the money. And yeah, he just wanted to make sure that everybody knew and that that was out there. (laughs) Don't forget. But only since the 1950s. (laughs) We're still here. Yeah. So, and then the uh, the last thing that I wanted to mention about that, he actually received a death threat just before giving the invocation. He was very proud of it. It was his very first one. <laughs> it was his very first death threat. I, I suppose that's something to be proud of. Um, How Christian of that getting, person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely getting people's attention. But uh, apparently this was, what was it, the uh, the local paper made the local authority is aware that the death threat was given. So, uh, hey, just stay safe. Mm. And then finally, a uh, one of the counselors, Aaron Versteeg, whined about the invocation. In, uh, in the microphone, there's a video, and I didn't catch all of them, 
But uh, if you go and look at the video at different spots, he, he, ha he has them pointed out on the friendly atheist where they occur. You can hear the guy say, oh, here goes the atheist. <laughs> and then partway through, he says, well, that should be enough. And then later on, he complained. He verbally complained that the mayor should have come to them before inviting Justin to speak. So apparently there were some people who weren't too happy about the invocation. Didn't expect them to be. It's not okay. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. That means it's working. Yeah. Why the fuck should they have been made aware that he was... These fucking people, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, he went through proper procedure. Mm. Uh, people were just annoyed and wanted to, I think, be able to veto before it happened. Well, you need to... And just in case you're wondering, the an invocation is just a... Usually okay. a small prayer before, like, a meeting, right? Right. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. all this is about. <laughs> These people yeah. are making a, a fucking death threat over that. Yeah. <sighs> Very true. Should have a Christian ban in this country. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I have on the invocations, but I wanted to move on to some of the different monuments. First, I didn't even hear about this previously, but in our home state, Pennsylvania... Uh. <laughs> there was a uh, veterans memorial bench, and on the back of the bench, like on the the backrest, it said, "Men who aren't governed by God will be governed by tyrants." <laughs> what? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So this obviously is rather exclusive of any non-believers who have served in the military, and uh, this—that's who they're supposed to be honoring—is veterans, all veterans, and. This bench didn't go up in, like, the 50s or 60s. or This bench went up in 2003. That's a weird amount of time ago. I mean, it wasn't in the last two months and somebody just noticed it. It's been there for years. Huh. Right. Yeah. Where is Oil City, Pennsylvania? Is that, like, in the middle somewhere? Uh, it's probably west, about Pittsburgh somewhere. It I mean, is. it doesn't surprise. It's, I'm, I'm sure it's a small town, yeah. even though it says city. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I mean, for the, for the year that it came out, I'm not surprised, <laughs> considering the state. Sure. So uh, is the mayor going to take it down? So there's uh, several different things going on. Um, the first thing was, I believe it was the mayor responded and said that they should take it down. But he said, but then what? He said they quoted some legal cases, but I have other cases. And he was arguing against it. And then eventually they came out April, May time period. They said, OK, we're going to take it down. Yeah, OK. And then they didn't do anything. Oh, they're waiting for somebody to volunteer money to do it or something? Well, no, they, they said that they were going to take it down and give it back to the VFW that donated it to them. Mm. And, yeah, then they didn't do anything. <laughs> so then they started receiving more letters because, um, obviously, if you... <laughs> I guess they thought the atheists and the non-believers were just going to say, okay, they agreed, and then just ignore the <laughs> fact that they didn't do anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> But that's not the case, so they begin receiving more letters, and it says the transaction has finally taken place. It says last night, but I don't remember when this was from, July 4th, so July 3rd, maybe? The VFW held a rededication ceremony that included speeches that criticized atheists. Of course. As they took the, uh, took the money down. Fine. Put it on you know, VFW property, if you must. That's a private organization. Take the plaque off the back. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's it's like etched into the back, where you know, in the back. Paint over it. <laughs> no, they want those words up there. Yeah. Or can we add something in there, like another line at the bottom that says "We'll be governed by tyrants," like Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> 
then put a little smiley face on the end and everybody will be happy. Yeah, or just glue some Cheetos onto it. <laughs> In the shape of hair. Also, in no surprise whatsoever, a uh, story we covered previously over in Pensacola, Florida, officials, they, they ruled that they had to take down a giant cross, if you remember, in a park there. No surprise, they are appealing that decision. Of course they are. And in the meantime, they are leaving the cross up. So that is going to be an ongoing battle. <laughs> is the oh. Canute of the, of the year working on this or what? <laughs> The the what? Nobody got that joke. Remember they no. called their no. cunt of the year and they spelled oh. the wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Refer it's back to weeks. two episodes ago. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, that was weeks ago. So, <laughs> oh, so what would happen? Now the the only problem is is if we keep fighting this, it, it will go all the way up to the Supreme Court, and then who will win? Do you th- suppose at the yeah. moment? Oh, that cross ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it'll cost a lot of money to keep it there, and the lawyers win. Ugh. That's one thing that is uh, commented on is the fact that in the meantime, they're going to have to actually, you know, pay for lawyers to keep fighting this in the courts and keep uh, keep appealing. Mm. So another monument we talked about over in Arkansas, uh, the Ten Commandments monument that was put up on the uh, state capitol. Oh, apparently the night we were talking about it, which was less than 24 hours after it went up. A guy ran down the monument with his car. Yeah. <laughs> While we were Hit talking mo- about it. Yeah. yeah, possibly. I think it was a little after, but okay. it was right in there. Yeah. No, Ray, he was listening live, and we forced him <laughs> to do it. So he ran his car straight in the monument, videotaped the whole thing. He was afterwards arrested. I don't actually, I did not see what, if he's being charged with something, if he's just being fined. I don't know what the deal is there. He'll be but, just destruction of, of um, state property, something along those lines. He'll be he'll be charged. Yeah, destruction of state property, the Ten Commandments. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But in any case, since then, since the monument was destroyed, $55,000 in pr- private donations have been raised, including a $25,000 gift from an independent Christian film studio. That's the most disgusting part about this story, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what you could do with $55,000 for for actual people instead of putting up another fucking monument? You could do what Jesus told you to do. You could feed the poor. Exactly. I mean, goddamn these people. Yeah. So the ACLU is planning a lawsuit on the monument the moment it is reconstructed. Sure. That's why we support them. And uh, apparently the original monument, uh, I did want to mention this, was funded by the American Heritage and History Foundation, which was founded by Rappert, who was the person, he is the senator, the Republican senator, who sponsored the legislation to get the stone installed in the first place. (laughs) Oh, it's a legacy stone. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I have on the monuments. The last thing I have in state news, Rhode Island, I'm, I'm... Going to try and end this on a positive note on the state news. Uh, Rhode Island has approved a ban on conversion therapy. No good. So it will become, I believe, the eleventh, the eleventh state that has completely banned conversion therapy on minors. On minors, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, is it all or just minors? Okay. Yeah. Democratic governor in Rhode Island, probably. Yes. Gina Raimondo, Democrat. Yes. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Apparently, according to this article, she had not signed it yet, but she was expected to. Uh, So now the states include California, Connecticut, D.C., Illinois, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, and Vermont. And some cities, regions in Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Florida. 
Yeah. Philadelphia. Well, from what I've learned this week, when a city passes a law, the state can override that law. Well, just like a state law can be overridden by the federal government. Yeah. Same same thing. But they love to do it and screw over the cities. So Sure. Well, that's the whole sanctuary city argument. Oh, well, I was hearing it more in regards to minimum wage hikes and shit like that. Sure. Oh, well, yeah, one of the states was rolling back their $10. Louisiana, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was Louisiana. Yeah. Rolling back from $10 to the federal $750. In like like three months. Yeah. The federal $750? I think so. $725. Oh, that's better. I was like, I think I'm getting underpaid. (laughs) (laughs) $750, we'd all be having Mercedes. I think I think they actually went down to seven fifty though, so that's odd. They kept it slightly above the federal. Hmm. Well, they didn't want to rip a whole three dollars away from them, right? They didn't want anybody <laughs> to be. Now, 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 none of them can say that that they're making minimum wage. They're all making better than minimum wage <laughs> by a quarter an hour. Oh, Lord, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, I don't know how you you do this and go. Nah, there won't be any blowback on this, right? <laughs> I'll get votes again next year. <laughs> I mean, you might as well say, I've lost that city. <laughs> but a lot of them get voted back in. I don't understand why. Because it's their team. It's their tribe. Yeah. It was Missouri. And our not- side is easily distracted. Yeah, they are. It was Missouri. What's oh, that? it was? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Louisiana. Yeah, Missouri. Oh, it was St. Louis's, specifically, the city. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so we were talking about Rhode Island uh, approving yes. the ban on conversion therapy. I wanted to move on to uh, international news. The first thing I have is in the Church of England. <laughs> what are those guys up to? <laughs> They've demanded a ban on conversion therapy. Oh. Mm. Oh, snap. The church has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Church of England, Anglicans are they're pretty liberal as far as churchy folk go. This is true. This is definitely true. But I found that very interesting. <laughs> That the Church of England is taking us, uh, not only taking a stance, but but I mean really taking a stance, <laughs> and not on the side you would think that they were. Yeah, good on them, I guess. To be on the side of a religion, <laughs> trying to erase that stink of Brexit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we're that. We're not totally fucking crazy. <laughs> well, they still believe in the you know wizard in the sky. So, oh, I agree with you, but I'm just saying, as far as like hold my beer, I'm going to do something crazy type of shit. We thought Brexit was the worst. <laughs> yeah, true. I was trying to find an article really quick, but I, I don't think that I can. Um, so apparently Britons, they did a a uh, survey the beginning of this year, and they found that 53% of Britons show themselves as being non-believers or, or you know, register themselves as being non-believers. 53%. The next highest group was Anglicans at 17%. Mm. Wow. So there is a whole lot of uh, non-belief people who don't care for the church that much in Britain. So I think that has a lot to do with it. I think uh, maybe the Church of England is going, hey, maybe we should stop, you know, <laughs> making all, all of our decisions from like the 13, 1400s and actually uh, try and represent the people and get more people coming back to church. I don't, uh, hopefully that sort of thing doesn't work, but. <laughs> well, it, it, I don't think England ever had the kind of fundamentalist Christian sects over there it just never i don't know about ever well, i think okay, they did a few past. hundred years ago sure <laughs> and they moved to america yeah <laughs> <laughs> they ran them they all out sure did <laughs> started a whole new country yeah. thanks england we can't even watch porn on regular tv <laughs> i wanted to move over to turkey they're taking uh, the country in an opposite direction mm. not christian but islam they are going to now stop teaching evolution in schools 
because it conflicts with their Islamic beliefs. This is something that's being put, who is it, President Recep? No, no, that... Oh, Erdogan, sorry. Er Erdogan, Erdogan. Yeah. yeah. But I can't find the other guy's name. There's a, The head of education in Turkey, in any case, was behind it, but it seems like he has the complete backing of Erdogan, which isn't that's surprising. A, no. But uh, they're so they're pulling all teaching of evolution in schools, and they are going to leave it for secondary education to because uh, the, the, the basically they're they're saying that kids who are younger than you know college age they're not able to handle the the differences between evolution and Islam, so we have to uh, back it off so that you know we can definitely make sure that the kids are brainwashed before. Oh they yeah, go this to is college. the start of something <laughs> great for Turkey. Let me tell you, this is yeah. going to be perfect. Well, it, I mean, it was not that long ago when it was a, a, a strong, you know, Muslim country, but actually was quite progressive. And this is such an, a, a disappointing backsliding. Wouldn't it be awful if our president called their president and congratulated him? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they—I mean—they were a fairly progressive Islamic state with a secular government. They yeah. had put in a secular government in place, and it was that. Yeah, and it's just ripping it apart now. Thanks, religion. <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned—I uh, mentioned Cardinal Pell before, George Pell. He is now under multiple charges for sexual offenses, and has gone back to Australia. Apparently, according to him, to clear his name. Mm -hmm. He had already been involved in some cover-up scandal for that exact thing, child, <laughs> Gotta child molestation. Own. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you caught it. What's the, the singer, the pianist, uh, the big atheist guy? Crazy hair, never wears shoes. I can't think of his name. Oh. Minchin? Uh, Tim Minchin. Minchin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did a song about Pell. <laughs> and it was, you know, why don't you come home, Cardinal Pell? Uh, if you get a chance, check it out because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, it's really more apt now. It uh, it really applies to Cardinal Pell now, and uh, it's kind of now when you listen to it, it's kind of dark <laughs> uh, because he's basically basically saying, "Why don't you come home to Australia? Because you've got some uh, some answers. You've got to, some explaining uh, to do." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's he's not under investigation. He has been charged with multiple sexual offenses by the police. This oh is, wow! In Australia, though, yeah, right? This is. Yes, in Australia. Wow, and he's going back. I'm surprised. Well, he goes back. I, I think that since he has, they have an extradition treaty with uh, between oh, Australia okay, and the Vatican. Okay. All right. There's not an option here. <laughs> I, I thought for sure that you could stay in the Vatican and not. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently he was staying in the Vatican when there were questions concerning him and the cover-up scandal. Right. And he cited health issues and said he wasn't going to travel because of health issues. Basically, he skyped an interview. But now there's actual charges. He's going back. Took yeah. some emergency. <laughs> so, feels better. Now he's heading out. Yeah. Well, I think unless he's, he can't just say, I don't feel good. <laughs> he has to have yeah, a doctor say, no, he's unable to travel. It will kill him. I bet you Pope Frank I mean, just booted him out. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. He does not have a great record of booting out the, the child molesters, so. Uh, don't tell <laughs> me that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. He doesn't. <laughs> He's better than the previous one, I'll give you that, but yeah, he's still letting some yeah, of them slide, so that's a problem. He doesn't have the record of Benedict of really covering things up <laughs> as much as he could. I still don't understand why Benedict stepped down. I mean, he's still alive. He still lives in the Vatican. He still lives, you know, close to the, 
the Pope's in our power. Why did he step down? There must have been some scandal that um, it was to avoid. Wait a minute. Are you are you telling me that I can just go be the Pope somewhere else and I don't actually have any of the responsibilities, but I get taken care of for the rest of my life? I'll just go with that theory. I think that, that I think he just went, I'm going to live over here and get everything that I ever want. No, see, I don't buy that, though, because being Pope is the is the ultimate power in the Catholic Church. He, in order to get to that position, you need to want and need that power. Why would he give it up once he got it? There had to have been something that happened that made him step aside. But we'll probably never know. Or in 100 years, we'll know, and that'll be too late. <laughs> it definitely will be after he is long gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't doubt that for an incident. But, well, uh, so the other thing I don't think I mentioned, hmm. apparently George Pell is the uh, third ranking official in the Vatican. Oh, that's not good. So I oh. wasn't sure that, yeah, I wasn't sure he was that that high up. But according to this article, that is uh, that is the case. So if there was some big disaster, he's third in line in succession? Well, I guess they always That's get not temporary. how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the Rex Tillerson <laughs> of the Vatican? temporary until they... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a scary... Yeah, Rex Tillerson. Damn it. All right. <laughs> eh, there's worse. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's not... Like, there's not an order of succession, but there is... He's he's the third highest ranking, so there's only a couple people whose word carries further than him. Only, you know, a couple people who have more power than him. Okay. So, yeah. predictions? Does he go to jail? No, he's too old. I, I haven't seen the charges. I don't know why too old would yeah. keep him out of jail. It's weirdly enough, usually because it's too expensive. He might, but my I wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, house arrest. I'm using air quotes. I know you can't see me. So you say he does get charged. He, he gets found guilty. Yes. I say I say too powerful. Doesn't happen. Gets off. Hmm. Also possible. Mistrial. Cosby. Style. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cosby's- it won't go that far. Cosby style, yeah. If it goes that far, I think he is going to be convicted. But if uh, I, I'm thinking more along the lines of somehow he pays off, he just settles with them. Of course, there's criminal charges now, it, so he can't pay off criminal charges. Yeah, I don't know. And when you think about what the police, the case the police must have against him. I mean, this is the third most powerful Catholic in the world. The police have got to have a huge case on him. Otherwise, they never would have brought the charges. So maybe. Again, I think the, the case has got to be strong, otherwise they wouldn't have brought the charges. So I think he'll be found guilty, but he's so old and powerful that it'll be house arrest in some cushy nunnery somewhere <laughs> hmm. in Australia. So apparently Pope Frank did come out with a statement. He said that uh, there is doubt. We have to wait for justice, not make a judgment of gossip, because that won't help. Once justice has spoken, I will speak. That is a good response. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that. That's, that's the correct answer. Because <laughs> you know, if that if that if that was in America, it'd be like, mm-hmm. no way, he's my friend. He's totally innocent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's about the best response you can you can hope for, for in, in this case. So, all right, uh, moving on because there's other stuff I wanted to cover. Hobby Lobby. I thought we had to talk about Hobby Lobby a little bit because I didn't see a whole lot about this in the news. Now, I haven't no. been paying that much attention to the news, and it was in the news for a while. But apparently they have acquired some yeah. Iraqi artifacts, some cuneiform tablets and different... Uh, Seals. Well, and, yeah. yeah, various artifacts. things. Artifacts is the best word I got. Mm. Ancient Iraqi artifacts that they paid, what was it, $1.6 million for in total? Something like that, yep. And this was all via shady connections in Iraq. And uh, they shipped the money to five different bank accounts, 
And they didn't even think for a second that any of this seemed shady. Right. So guess where the artifacts came from? Guess who dug them out of the ground or stole them out of the museums and found a buyer for them? Gorsuch? <laughs> that guy who runs that museum that we were going to have on the show? No. In, no, in Iraq. <laughs> so these are artifacts uh, that... Saddam Hussein? Uh, worse. ISIS. He's getting close. Yeah. His sons? No, ISIS. ISIS. Oh, good lord. <laughs> yeah. So these these are artifacts that they plundered from Iraq, and they found sell. I mean, that's they're not destroying a lot of the stuff they find. If it's portable and sellable, they're selling it. And private buyers around the world are buying it. And idiot Hobby Lobby is a, is directly directly funding terror organizations. I like the idea of that Ian <laughs> <laughs> directly funding ISIS specifically. Them and Toyota, right. unbelievable. Yeah. Now, I saw this story floating around and with it because I don't feel like reading all this. What was Hobby Lobby doing with the artifacts? They were reselling them? No, the, he's a collector of oh, religious okay. artifacts. I was like, what, are they like pounding them up and selling them as clay? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> 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 no, I'm sure they were going to sell some so, in the stores and they were going to keep some because they're, the, the owner is a, is a collector of religious artifacts. So instead of doing this personally, he went through his company to do it? Yeah. Odd. Well, I'm sure. Some, yeah, some of them are going to be sold by the company. So he had to have th- thought that he was doing something legit because it's just so ridiculously shady. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, the article talks about it. it was fraught with red flags. I mean, they're sending money to different people. They don't know where they came from. I mean, it was just a ridiculous enterprise. <laughs> I feel like a three million dollar fine is kind of a slap on the wrist to them, though. Yeah, they had to have. What were they thinking? My God, and they have to return the artifacts, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So they're out the $1.5 million that was supposed to go to ISIS, and they're out $3 million fine. But ISIS gets to keep the money. morons. I, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how much of it actually got to them. Well, I know that they transferred quite a bit. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything on how much has actually been fully transferred. But there were 5,500 artifacts, and uh, apparently they have the, the owners of Hobby Lobbies have association with a museum of the bible which is a uh, a museum quote unquote that is uh going to be opening in washington dc or has it opened uh, that i'm not sure but uh museum of the bible in washington dc and apparently that's where a lot of these things were going to be going okay ah that museum's in our nation's capital mm-hmm. yeah. yeah oh there are there are museums for everything in washington dc oh really i haven't been there <laughs> right. in a long time yeah <laughs> We almost went to the, what was it, the FBI museum we went? No, never mind. <laughs> it can't be that interesting. Here's Comey's <laughs> memos. <laughs> <laughs> that I would go see. <laughs> Someday they'll be posted, probably. <laughs> yeah, so the second article that I'm going to link on is all about different people who deal in religious artifacts, ancient artifacts, and they're experts in this. And they say that uh, Hobby Lobby had to have known that it was importing illegally. And they cite a whole bunch of different red flags that should have gone up in anybody who does this on a regular basis. I think the only argument that they have is that the people who own Hobby Lobby may not be experts in this. And that they are just taking the argument of, we just didn't know any better. We were just naive and didn't know what we were doing. Mm. We're just good Christian folk trying to preserve antiquity. Well, there, is, there is a very sad history to museums and um, the pil- pilfering of, of ancient artifacts. I mean, a lot of Egyptian artifacts have, in the past couple of decades, been returning to 
um, Egyptian ownership, but they went far and wide. There was nothing left. Yeah. There is a, a sad history, especially with the British museums, unfortunately. Mm. They kind of started it, of stealing people's valuable stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, uh, that, that sounds like pretty much the museum game and how it works. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, for your reference, uh, it is scheduled to open fall of this year oh mm-hmm. there you go yeah I, I had read that it hadn't opened yet but i didn't know how old that statement was so pretty recent yeah and it's got a big hole in their uh, display cases now yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oops now they're just gonna have yarn and beads donated by hobby lobby in that spot <laughs> Picture so the next the Sorry. next big company that i wanted to talk about they're kind of back in the news i saw another article on thinkprogress.org chick-fil-a yeah uh, they went away for a while after they put out a statement that said, look, we believe in everybody's uh, rights. We're not here to trample on any LGBTQ people. Uh, we accept people the way they are, basically as long as they come and buy our chicken. <laughs> However, uh, according to a report on their 2015 tax return, they have not stopped in any way funding anti-LGBTQ organizations. organizations. Yeah. Um, wow. The foundation the foundation gave two hundred thousand dollars to Paul Anderson Youth Home, which is a home for troubled boys. Uh, and the troubled boys, guess what? Their trouble is they're gay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, sexual, physical, and mental abuse of children is how they word it, but it is allegedly pulling them from the quote unquote safety of their own homes because they were suffering physical and mental abuse where their parents were willfully accepting that they were gay. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that group <sighs> irritates me to no end. <laughs> but uh, they also gave $130,000 to the Salvation Army. Which uh, we- a lot of people give money to the Salvation Army without realizing that they have a really long <laughs> history of anti-LGBTQ. <laughs> oh, tons of people don't know that. They're the bell ringers at Christmas time. Don't yeah. give them money. <laughs> Seriously, stop giving them money. Yeah. Besides, is, is the slogan "Heart to God, Hand to Man" not enough to <laughs> set up at least a yellow flag? People just associate Salvation Army with cheap shit. So, yeah. <laughs> Goodwill. I think is okay, aren't they? I'm sure we'll find something out that they're... (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Chick-fil-A also gave more than $1 million in 2015 to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which is a religious organization that seeks to recruit athletes and get them to sign in to uh, adhere to strict sexual purity and prohibit (laughs) any homosexual acts. (laughs) So if you think Chick-fil-A has, you know, turned a new leaf, no, they haven't at all. I mean, I was done with Chick-fil-A even back then, but now I'm so glad there's not one around here for me to boycott because I do recall ever once having a Chick-fil-A sandwich when I was living in West Virginia and I found it to be quite delicious. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that there's not one here I can ban because I won't have that temptation (laughs) to go to Chick-fil-A. Right. It's, It's surprisingly easy to resist. Uh, Again, I was opposed to them. Not their delicious food, but whenever they said, I'm sorry, I'm not interested in your money on Sundays because Jesus said so, I was like, I'm never interested in your chicken then. Yeah. (laughs) Strangely, that was kind of a a, a line for me. Yeah. (laughs) It's unfortunate because we lost our KFC in town. There isn't one for an hour, an hour's drive. (laughs) But we have two Chick-fil-A's. What's up with that? (sighs) 
but we got two Chick Fil A's, and their their t- their chicken nuggets are tasty. But I'm not doing it. Man, you lost your Arby's and your KFC. Yeah, <laughs> we did. You guys are running all the horrible food out of town. What is up with that? Don't you live in Next state college? You know, ta- so, seriously, yeah. who? I thought you'd have everything on tap there. No, Mm-mm. not Arby's anymore, and not not uh, KFC. Apparently, next you're going to tell me you don't have any Long John Silvers. Nope, gone. What? It closed. Oh my god! <laughs> State College, I hate you. I took the A and W root beer with it. It sucks. <laughs> oh, A and W root beer does suck, and I'm fine with that. You guys are that losing the all these things, and beers. Milford's getting a fucking Roy Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we haven't had a Roy Rogers in State College in like 20 years. Yeah. Twenty, nah, It's probably been like 30. Who am I kidding? I'm so old. <laughs> We're getting a second Burger King. <laughs> I don't care. It's only, it, I, I hear rumors that there might be a Popeye's coming. If that's the case, Ooh. then I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sad I'm moving chicken back. again. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm moving back. <laughs> I, Give me that and revitalize the steamed cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yummy. Reds. Mm. So I did look... Uh, Goodwill Industries, and it does appear to be a uh, not religious related place to go donate your money and get cheap stuff. So, okay. if, if you're looking for a replacement for the Salvation Army, look into Goodwill. There you go. Hmm. All right, I'm going to move on to uh, some other national news. Uh, this just came up, and th- this was in the news for about two seconds in between Trump tweets. Oh, this makes so- me so angry. <laughs> Female reporters who report, uh, they, they are journalists who work in the, the House of Representatives. They basically work between the offices and the floors so that they can catch the representatives and ask them questions. They have been told no sleeveless clothing and no open-toed <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Angry. Showing too, showing too much skin, i.e. toes and arms, will get you uh, banned from the house floor. Handmaid's Tale, we are heading there. It's happening for sure! It is. That's why I'm panic laughing. <laughs> Female reporters must wear burkas. This is only report, like, what, can a congresswoman come in sleeveless I, if she wanted to? I can't, he, I don't think he can prevent that. I'm sure he would if he could. Wait, who is preventing this? Paul Ryan. Who is? Oh my God! So, not specifically. Nowhere mm-hmm. did Paul Ryan come out and say this. However, because he is a Speaker of the House, he is also the arbiter of the dress code, meaning he basically is the only person that can enforce it. He could relay this to someone. He could tell somebody else to take care of it. But to from what the article says, that hasn't happened. So it basically. In any case, the buck stops at Paul Ryan in this case. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's Paul Ryan saying no sleeveless dresses, no sleeveless clothing, and no open-toed shoes. Next week, no open-toed shoes. Next week, shoes. no female reporters, period. <laughs> yeah. They're too distracting. Fuck these people. God damn public it. School, public schools have looser dress codes. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell does he think he is? He gets to decide what gets to decide what people wear. I think all of the Democratic men should start wearing wife beaters on the floor. <laughs> now that being said, there there is a dress code in general, but it is uh, it is very nonspecific. Now here's my question in in retort: Do you want what ha- what would happen if the male reporters were to wear open toed shoes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that's not going to fly either, but. It's not really a matter of equality. I think all the women reporters should show up sleeveless and open-toed shoes on the same day. Every single one of them. And make sure that they all get thrown out together. Show it. 
Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, isn't there, if one, it's just dumb. Two, isn't there like a thousand <laughs> more important things to be fucking worried about? Mm. When these guys get in there, they do weird shit like this that gets not or underreported. Do any of you remember a gentleman by the name of John Ashcroft? I remember oh, the name. Yes. He was our attorney general under George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. And he, in addition to all the other stuff that he did private, privately, every time he took office, his his daddy would come in and anoint him with oil mm. and the whole the whole nine yards. He spent federal money to have all of the statues That's of uh, Lady yes. Justice. Mm. He had them draped because the statue has an exposed breast. <laughs> He was so <laughs> concerned by <laughs> the inability of men to control themselves over him. He was being driven wild with with icy, stony lust for these statues, apparently. He had to cover them in velvet robes because a bare female breast is nothing more than filthy Pornography. Yep, he can't get the he can't get the well big stuff done in with that distraction right behind him <laughs> with a stone titty right behind his head, <laughs> taunting oh him my. with the love that he lost from his. So mother. that so that must what it be. Oh. They must all get in a room and go. Okay, we got a lot of shit to get to. We got to get the budget. We got health care. North Korea is a fucking problem. Crime, this and that. Yeah. First order business. Sleeveless dress. We got to get rid of this shit. What do you, what do you snick? Well, yeah, what are you snickering about over there, Chaffetz? <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> Damn it. Fine. We'll Father drape them. so much he's leaving altogether. Uh, I just Man. don't understand. All right. So what if the men all, what if the male reporters all showed up in pink sequined suits? Yeah, I don't think that would fly either. So the, the what what Ryan actually said was that members should periodically rededicate themselves to the core principles of proper parliamentary practice. Well, and proper- he went on to say that the members should wear appropriate business attire during all sittings of the House, however brief their appearance on the floor may be. So parliamentary practice is um, powdered wigs. <laughs> it certainly was. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go back to, you know, the parliamentary procedures and the practices from back when this country was founded by our dear leaders, it was powdered wigs. So find a story that, that would sells be them. the bomb. <laughs> I was picturing Paul Ryan in the wig and I was like, I would go for that. <laughs> Just to see that. Uh, you know, they've this guy, Paul Ryan, seriously, uh, get your shit together, my friend. You are not going to be remembered for good things. You are going to be remembered for awful things and now some dumb things. Well, I I was going to say I feel slightly sorry for him, but I don't. And because he remember he didn't want this job. I remember that. Again, but he I took do. It. <laughs> well, he said he he said he didn't want the job. Good point. A lot of things you hear, I don't, I well, don't believe. <laughs> keep in mind though, when when Boehner left, Boehner was beat the shit up. Every fucking day. Yeah. And this is before Trump. That's true. And like, seriously, who would want that job to get browbeated every day by the, you know, the rest of Congress? And there was somebody else in line for this job before Paul Ryan, wasn't there? Some Kevin dude? I remember his yeah, name. Yeah, he got and caught he, up in a big scandal. 
I didn't think he did. I thought he went, I thought he just said no, 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 no. I'm out. Oh no, I thought I thought he got caught. Doing I thought he something. said something mm-hmm. on mic, and everyone's like, "Oh fuck, did you just say that outlet?" Oh, yeah. that sounds even more likely. Uh, that, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it just happens so frequently. It's again hard to keep track of. But I'm, I, you know, I don't know. I can't know his true motives, but I'm almost with you, Karen. I don't feel bad for him, but I feel like the GOP wants to rally behind Paul Ryan so badly, and he's like. I'm a dumb dumb guys. Please stop pushing me forward. Yeah. I, have- I just want to coast. I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, see, I think you're wrong about that. I think Paul Ryan's like, "Oh, okay. Now the 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 game has shifted. It's in my favor now, and I can get the dumb things that I want through, like his stupid tax bills and all that other shit." And they're like, "We're looking for some of their rally around." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a total fucking sellout. Didn't you know that?" Because mm. I'm totally on the track track. <laughs> and I, I don't think he was a coaster either. I think he was, he had a very well planned out timeline of when he was going to become president. And this oh, okay. pushed up his timeline in an inconvenient way. And it made it a dangerous proposal. And he's failing. Oh, he's burned himself it, on it's that. Out of, it's out yeah, of sequence. With everything that he has not said about Trump that he should have said. Mm. There's all videotape, Paul Ryan, and that's all going to come up when you tr- if you try to run again. You are not going to be yeah. remembered for good things. You are going to be remembered for bad things. No. You're yeah. not- you jumped on the Trump train, and you're going down yeah, with him. Yeah, but again, man, we're not. There's no down going. <laughs> we know the people are immune to the truth. Mm. Not immune. Look at Chaffetz. So- He's fucking running for the hills. He's out. Out. He's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lindsey Graham, I can't believe I like <laughs> agree with Lindsey Graham <laughs> on stuff. Oh yeah. my, oh my stars! <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, when they asked him about the, and I know this is completely off track, but they asked Lindsey Graham about how after the Putin Trump meeting, Trump's like, "Yeah, we're going to form our, a cybersecurity force together." Us oh, and the Russians. <laughs> and they go, Lindsey Graham, what do you think about that? He goes, well, it's not the dumbest idea I ever heard, but it's probably a close second. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, back to this dress code just for a, a moment. Sure. So they're not talking about, you know, side boob. They're talking about shoulders. And toes. Being visible, and toes <laughs> being visible. Correct. So there will be a next step. And it'll ankles. have to be ankles, yeah, ankles, and and you have to have long sleeves. I mean, it really is a horrific, slippery slope of oh, my men goodness, deciding. Yes. Oh, Karen, the next wear. step is no female reporters. Well, yeah, sure. Well, no, there's there, there'll be an, uh, fee, there'll be at least one other step. Like you can't wear your hair down or over your shoulders. Mm. It has to be up in some sort of bun and uh, not temptationally down. Yeah, right, burkas. <laughs> Something similar, yes. Oh, behind a velvet rope, so you can't get too close to them. I mean, you, right? You can't. We can't smell them because they smell good. You know. <laughs> that is oh. a true story. <laughs> all, all, actually, it'll be all the congressmen's wives have to be there with them. Oh. They'll call that the Pence law. <laughs> you know, Pence can't go anywhere without his wife. Oh my god, I hate men. Sorry. <laughs> well, you can hate these men. <laughs> okay. So I was going to use this as a uh, as a point to get into the Trump stuff, but we're we're really on the border already. So I'll just quickly mention it: the uh, the science division of the White House. It is the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. As of this last Friday, is now fully unstaffed. Yep. Wow. The last two people left on Friday. One of them tweeted, "Science division out. Mic drop." <laughs> yeah, well, there were only nine people in there before. Because it's actually in the White House. 
since Trump. Right. Prior to uh, prior to Obama, there were 35 staffers. I'm sorry, 50 to 60 staffers, mm. 50 to 60 experts in that office before Obama. In the Obama administration, there was more than 100 employees there. Oh, wow. As of Trump, zero. Zero. Well, that doesn't surprise me. There's Obama stink all over that. Yeah. So now there's no science people in the White House. Um, we kind of knew that, though, already. Yeah, that, I was going to say, that, that story actually, the, the history of that story kind of fortified me because I was listening to that and I'm like, how would you hang out in any other wing? That's clearly the best wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you definitely. could learn so much. Or zero. I'm pretty sure that's the uh, that's the wing where the Mythbusters vis- visited. You know. <laughs> Probably. What went on in that place? Out of curiosity. Um, so policy. It, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, the employees yeah. they led the charge on policy issues such as STEM education, biotechnology, and crisis response were the some of the some of the major things that they handled. Well, it's all the stuff that you know the, the Trump campaign is not interested in. You know, climate change, healthcare technology i mean he's interested in going to mars for some strange reason i'm not sure why but so th- that one came out of that it. office well yeah <laughs> the trump flag Got he needed something time. cool to get behind because he ain't got shit <laughs> all he does is keep shoveling us shit yeah it's a damn shame but from what i understand the, the white house is wholly understaffed in all departments this oh. is appears to be true yeah yeah I don't. Uh, I don't have any of the numbers, and I don't know that anybody does because I don't think they're sharing. Yeah, the only thing I've heard is that Rex Tillerson is losing his goddamn mind because he does <laughs> not have enough staff, and everything needs to be vetted through Kushner, and he's like, "I'm taking orders from this 36 year old punk." Yeah, this yeah, 36 year old, 36 <laughs> year old punk who cannot get a security clearance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> still does not have security clearance. Wow. Yeah, he's a senior advisor to everything, and uh, he has yet to get a security clearance. And I don't know if, you, if you've if you heard, but I just heard today, actually, that the reason he doesn't have a security clearance is because he has just recently submitted his second amendment to his security clearance request because he keeps, quote-unquote, forgetting things, like meeting with Russians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So was his second? Was his second one? Was the amendment put in due to the Donald Jr. story? Correct. What a dipshit! What is going on? <laughs> what is it going to take? So now he submitted a second amendment to the thing, and everybody, everybody on CNN's going, "Wait a minute! You can just do that. You can just violate the law because it specifically says on it that in, in not including all the information is a violation of is a federal offense." Oh, you forgot, so you submit an amendment. Oh, now you're good. Never mind. <laughs> and who decides wh- who when he gets his clearance? Like, who makes that decision? It FBI, goes to the FBI. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, you want to take bets? Does Does he ever get it? I don't know at this point. Yeah. I, 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 I like gambling and not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably does. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, too. I hate to say I- it. I think Mueller, I think ultimately Mueller is going to come up with the goods needed to get rid of the, all of them, but he's methodical and it's going to take its time. It's not going to be till next summer till all this hits the fan, I don't think. Oh, I agree with you, but it's so easy when they start putting shit on Twitter for you to use instead of having to dig shit up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, see, at this point, I mean, I guess we'll get into the Donald Trump Jr. stuff. So if if you don't know by now, you really haven't been watching the news. I, I, can I read the, the, the 
the e- the juicy part of the email, the first original email. Absolutely. So the New York Times came out with the story, and apparently they called him, and they said, hey, we're going to come out with this. So he just preempted them and t- tweeted it, I think? Yes, he tweeted yes. The all of his email. emails. Right. So well, he, well, start start at the beginning. You got to start at the beginning of this whole story. Okay. Wasn't well, that it? Wasn't it? Didn't it start with the New York Times? Well, well it started start- with the New York Times, but it started. He tweeted out that. Well, the whole thing is that mm. the the story is is that he met with this Russian lawyer mm-hmm. who supposedly has Kremlin ties, but she denies it. And now that's kind of up in the air. But let's face it, <laughs> she does. She probably does. That Donald Jr., Kushner, and Paul Manafort all met with her at Trump Tower to get dirt. On Hillary Clinton. Supposedly she had dirt on Hillary Clinton. Right. But what and Donald Jr.'s claim first was that it was all about adoptions. Well, the letter to Don Jr. reads, though, The Crown Prosecutor of Russia met with his father, Aris, this morning, and in their meeting offered to provide the Trump campaign with some official documents and information that would incriminate Hillary and her dealings with Russia and would be very useful to your father. This is obviously very high-level and sensitive information, but is part of Russia and its government's support for Mr. Trump, helped along by Aris and Emin. Aris and Emin are a uh, landowner that's a friend of Trump's and his pop singer son, who are somehow connected to the Miss Universe pageant. That's how they know each other. Yeah, so he helped fund the Miss Universe pageant. He is also a Russian oligarch and is friends with Putin. Right. But it's worth noting that Donald Jr. lied on Saturday. Multiple times Multiple since times. then, too, yeah. Then sort of told the truth on Sunday and said, oh, yeah, there was supposed to be this and that. And then she talked about adoptions. Right. And now put the email chain out. Was it yesterday or today he put the email chain out? Uh, no, he, well, he lawyered up yesterday. That's what it was. Right. He lawyered up yesterday. Email chain went out today on Twitter. Yeah, yes. I think early this morning. And Because he, he, he knew that the, the New York Times was going to come out with it. Right. And in five minutes, she's going to be on... Or nine o'clock, ten, nine o'clock, nine, nine or ten o'clock tonight. He was going to be on Hannity. Really? About it? Yeah. Wow, I'm surprised his lawyer's letting him do that. I've, the, I don't know why the lawyer would let him do this. I think he's an idiot. So why well, did he I, say? I, hate, I did hear a quote from somebody. I can't. I can't remember who it was. They're like, "Do any of these people in the Trump administration talk to their lawyer before they do anything?" <laughs> no. <laughs> it either has to be no, or the lawyers are not bright. Because I, I just don't I don't get it. The fact that he came out with one story that was complete falsehood, changed the story and said, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah, but yeah, we did. We went there and we went to find out, you know, stuff about the Clinton campaign from the Russians. But there was nothing there. So it wasn't a crime. And that seems to be his, <laughs> that seems to be his argument. His argument yes. is since we didn't learn anything, it wasn't a crime. Mm-hmm. I went to rob the bank. I broke into the bank. There was no <laughs> money in the bank. So I left. Right. I'm innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There is so much to unpack with this, it's ridiculous. Like, I, one, getting information from a foreign national like that, I, I, I mean, is it? it's not treason because he's not an, a government official, right? I, what? Citizens can commit treason? Yeah. All right, so it is. Okay, because I keep hearing, they're like, well, he wasn't part of the administration yet, it's not a big deal. Oh, yeah, well, they're definitely going to try to downplay it, and it should be downplayed, to be all, in, in all fairness, this will amount to nothing. Really? But I don't see how, because Don Jr. was part of the uh, the, campaign. the campaign. Right, he was part of the of the, the camp of his father's campaign. A very large okay. part of it. He acted independently. I didn't know presidential pardon. Next. Mm. <laughs> well, here's the thing: the the issue that they're kind of running into. One, the, the whole campaign is under investigation for colluding. That sort of suggests colluding in a way. Two, the day. 
it, it was either the mm. same day or the next day after this meeting, Donald Trump, who had never mentioned 33,000 emails before, starts tweeting about 33,000 emails. Right. And not only that, but the next day he came out and had a speech with Ivanka mm. standing behind him. And he said, next week, I am going to come out with a whole bunch of stuff about Clinton. I think that was before the meeting. Oh, yeah, it was it was the day before the meeting, but it was right. after the meeting was set up. Right. He Trump he was, himself came out and said, I'm going to have a whole bunch of stuff to tell you about Clinton and I'm going to do it next week. And then they had their meeting. And then that next week, speech happen. never came because, he, as they said, they didn't have anything. How is he still hung up on Clinton? He won the election. It's long <laughs> over. She's just a private citizen that almost no one cares about anymore. Well, this was before that. Yeah, this, this was, was during this last his campaign. Year. Yeah. yeah, but oh, he, okay. he still brings it up, though. He, he still Oh, yeah, he can't stop emails. talking, yeah. They still use her in ads. Yeah. He said they were talking about John Podesta at the fucking G20 summit. Yeah. <laughs> so That's ridiculous. <laughs> so the other theory that I was – that people are throwing around, which is probably true, considering that, you know, you get this email from somebody. You don't know that – you claim you don't know who you're meeting with, which is mm. still odd. That you, and then you would drag Paul Manafort and Jared Kushner to it. Me, hey, I'm meeting with somebody. I have no idea who it is, but they said they got shit on Clinton. And we don't know what it's about. But it's and we don't know Clinton. what it's about. Right. They go in there, they find out she's got nothing, and then she rambles on about that that uh, what is it called, the Minuscule Act or whatever that has to do with Russian adoptions. Well, it was, and the Russian adoptions were stopped because of sanctions against Russia. So right. They so she, to go, she goes get rid on of about sanctions that. and yeah. Right. They're in there for 30 minutes, and then they leave, and they got nothing, and they walk out, whatever. A lot of people are saying, you know who's known about this for a year? And it, Well, besides the three of them, the Russians all knew. You, you don't think Vladimir Putin knew that this meeting went down? Mm. And they're like – and this is classic uh, – what do they call it? Compr- compromat? Compromat? Compromat, yeah. Yeah. They, they, have this, they, they might have just set this up just because they knew these dipshits would come in <laughs> and do it. Obviously not give them anything. It and now, have now, and, yeah, and just sit on this and go, oh, <laughs> which means they were blackmailable by the Russian government, right. right? That was the whole point of it, is to make which them- is the whole reason why Flynn was was fired. It was the right. whole reason why that whole thing started. Once you're able to be blackmailed by a foreign government, you cannot have security clearance. That makes absolute sense because, yeah, the letter says information that would incriminate Hillary and her dealings with Russia and would be very useful to your father. So they lured them in with this promise of dirt on Hillary, knowing that they and they all they all fell for it. They all fell for it. Yeah, right. And they and they've said in the past, uh, I believe it was Al Gore's campaign got someone had sent them a tape of some debate prep with George Bush. George W. Bush, mm. and uh, it's obviously made him look dumb or whatever. He was fucking words up. And you know what the Gore campaign did? They handed it over to the FBI, which is mm. what you're supposed to do when shit like that happens. Right. Yeah. This should have gone directly to the FBI because yeah, it, this... it was an attempt to collude. Yeah. it. I know. And listen, Ian, I'm in the same camp. I am so jaded with mm. how much shit that this, this guy can get away with. But this one, I mean, it probably won't be anytime soon, but I think this is going to come back and bite them somehow. I'm so, sure Mueller's all over this one. So I know this isn't evidence in any way, but his story, the story doesn't make any sense. His story currently, Don Jr., is that he got these emails and it said there was going to be information. But he said that, so he brought Kushner and... Um, Manafort. Manafort. He brought them both in with him because he thought it might be important. But he didn't tell them who it was or what it was about. So they didn't know anything. 
So let me get this straight. During the campaign for presidency, mm-hmm. the guy who's running, his son comes in and says, hey, I want you to meet this person. And they ask, well, who? And he I says, don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and, it's going to be a Okay, well, what's it about? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and they drop everything to go meet with this person. So, yeah, he obviously said, Russians, information on Hillary. Sounds juicy. You should come. And they did. And then 10 days later, by the way, Paul Manafort became the campaign chair. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this was before that. <laughs> it's just an unbelievable pile of... <laughs> Nope. It sounds like in Don Jr.'s mind, it was, uh, oh, no, I can't even remember the name of the movie. But there <laughs> is a, it's a, Jeremy, The Town? Is that a movie? <laughs> Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck? Yes. When uh, Ben Affleck walks into the room with the, where, where Jeremy Renner is, and he's like, listen, I need you to come with me. I can't tell you where we're going, and you can never ask me why, but we're going to go have to hurt some people. <laughs> And Jeremy Renner is like, do you want me to drive? <laughs> so that, that's, that's, that's how that meeting went down in, in Don Jr.'s mind. Yeah. Now, he walked in there and he said, boys, get in the car. So you said that Paul Manafort was not the campaign manager at that no, point? No, I think he, he came – 10 days later he became because campaign manager. what uh, Don Jr. says in, one of the, in part of the email thread is great. It will likely be Paul Manafort, parentheses, campaign boss, my brother-in-law, oh, and me. Right. Well, no, that's interesting though. If he was not yet the campaign boss – but he's calling him the campaign boss. I don't. I mean, I could be wrong on my information. I don't work at a news organization, but I could have sworn <laughs> I had heard that. Okay. What I now in Don Jr.'s defense and in Jared Kushner's defense, but I, again, I'm, I'm I'm a little fuzzy on Paul Manafort's history. I'm sure these two assholes probably didn't know what they were doing could have been illegal, or that they would have to take it to the FBI. They have Man- no experience whatsoever in this in this world. I thought Manafort did though. Maybe he did. well. Also, he seems shady as fuck. So he probably knew and was just like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it." <laughs> so, do you have the dates of when this happened? When um, I don't have it in front of me. It was like June sixth of twenty sixteen, I believe, around there. That's when the okay. email went out. Yeah. Yeah, and the meeting was around that time. Sure. Um, the meeting happened on the ninth, by the look of it. The first email was on the sixth. Yeah. Yeah, I can't find specific dates on when he was a campaign manager. It just says June two thousand sixteen. He was. Uh, promoted to the position so it was either right before or right after it had to have been right in the exact same time period mm. uh incredible but we shall see what comes of it it's there there's so many people so many lawyers saying that this is textbook uh what you should never do yeah. when you're in government and their excuses well he was naive and didn't know any better i'm sorry but you can't be a really good at business and really know how to uh, deal with foreign governments and deal, make deals with uh, the Russians and be very good at your business. That that argument only goes so far if you're then going to use the argument of, well, I was naive in the law and how to uh, how to deal with foreigners. I guess I don't feel like, oh, well, you know, they're not, na- you know, he's naive. He doesn't know any better. I don't understand how that absolves you of criminal activity. Yeah, it oh, doesn't. it doesn't. I didn't say that because I was trying to say they were absolved. I'm just saying if we were talking about how could you be that fucking stupid, <laughs> that's that's the only way I could justify it. Well, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Yeah. I, yeah, I was not saying they yeah. should get off or any way, <laughs> shape, or form. If I can see Donald Jr. in chains, even if Donald stays president, I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, okay, so I found some dates. Manafort joined in March, April timeframe. Um, Lewandowski was fired on June 20th. 
So he was already high up in the ranks, but he was not yet in charge until after Lewandowski was fired. And he went in, I think, a couple of days after that. And that was after the meeting. So it was, it was after the 10 meeting. or 11 days after the meeting. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. CNN ain't got shit on me. I know my... <laughs> <laughs> Your reporting is sound. So, uh, yeah, just incredible. We'll we'll wait and see what what comes of it. See if anything. I don't know. I, I was a little taken back by what McCain said. Yeah, he kind of his statement was just kind of blasé. Well, it, I, uh, I, I, I'm a little worried about him at the moment. Ever since the whole um, questioning Comey thing, he's not well. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's there's something not quite right there. I don't know. I thought he was all right when the reporter started asking him about the new healthcare care bill and his response was, no, no, this is the way I like to do things. I love to vote on things before I get to read them. It was his, fantastic. His level of sarcasm was through the roof. Well, he he gave like a good non-answer answer. You know, they kept pressing him on. He's like, well, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it could be. I don't know. Maybe. Might have been in the morning. <laughs> He's getting sundowny. So... <laughs> Was there a basketball game last night when they asked him? (laughs) (laughs) Poor McCain. (laughs) All right. I think that's all I've got, unless you've got uh, anybody has anything else. Oh, yeah. We do have something else. Jared, you had something else, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to give a quick recommendation Mm. for a movie. You're going to laugh when I say the name. You're going to be like, why would you be talking about it on this show? But the movie is Sausage Party, which I believe is on Netflix right now. Or at least it was when I watched it. If you are an atheist, you will enjoy this movie on a different level than anybody who's like, oh, look, it's a movie about talking hot dogs, and they call it Sausage Party. (laughs) It's kind of funny. It's not fucking hilarious, but there is a message underlying in there that about faith and blind faith and believing things. It's just great. I couldn't believe it. Hmm. I couldn't believe that was the message that the movie was doing because I didn't know nothing about this. So I'm giving it the uh, profane argument stamp of approval. (laughs) Right there. Put it right on it. <laughs> okay. I'll we'll have to watch it. All right. Uh, I have something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Quickly. I have, a, I have a quandary. This haunts me every time I drive home on a Tuesday, so I want to discuss it with you guys quickly and, and see if I can get some input. So on my way home from uh, visiting my family in State College, I take one of the I, – I take not the highway, mm. and I drive past a church. And I forget. Let's say it's called the Trinity Church. And out front, they have a digital billboard. Like, it's the it's the sign for the church, and then underneath it, there is a digital portion of the sign for which they sometimes have a scrolling banner that says, uh, all I've ever seen is, uh, you know, all welcome, you know, pastor, and then they give the pastor's name, and then they tell you service at, like, 8.30. Right. So I'm thinking... I figure a digital billboard like that's got to run you somewhere in the neighborhood of $7,500, maybe $10,000 to spend, depending on the size. Am I way off with that? Sounds reasonable. I have no Why idea. Why <laughs> on earth would you purchase this for your church? What information <laughs> could they possibly think that they were putting up on this billboard that could impact them in a positive way to justify that level of spending? Like, who is driving down <laughs> 64 going, Looking for a chance. Yeah, or like, I'm going to give up my, my lifelong commitment to Judaism. Did you see the digital billboard over there? Pastor so-and-so is going to be there. That guy's huge. Oh, I, I could. Like, it just, I, I, could. I just, it really blows my mind. 
I'm thinking it's probably somewhere along the lines of it's new and modern and bright, and it'll get the kids to come in. <laughs> what? <laughs> I bet they have a Facebook page, too. Oh, no, MySpace. Uh. I bet they've got a MySpace page, too. <laughs> it's possible, but it just, I don't know, it really stumps me. Like, maybe if it was on a more heavily traveled road, or mm. if they did more things, I would get it. Because, believe me, I, there was one time I drove past, just driving down the highway, church had a digital billboard. I saw, I was trying to read while scrolling across, and I saw the name Daryl Strawberry, and I was like, Kelly, turn the car around! (laughs) (laughs) And she turned that car right around, and I was like, I think that sign said Daryl Strawberry! And I was pumped. And, you know, sadly, it was for a church, so I read the whole sign, and it was Daryl Strawberry talking about how he was able to... Through his through through the church and through his faith, he was able to become you know find get a handle on his sobriety again mm. and live a clean life. So I immediately checked out. But I mean that worked. That was worth seventy five hundred dollars <laughs> in my opinion. This it's just it's just it's so strange. Every time I drive by it, it disappoints me. I, I feel like they could have like. <laughs> I don't know, gotten a better AC unit in the building or the poor. lots of, well, let's, let's not go that far. Let's not go like good things for the community. But, you know, if they want to help themselves out or treat themselves to $10,000 worth of something, you know, they could get the roof refinished, like any number of like practical luxuries. But this dumb sign just drives me up a wall. I'm wondering how many school buses pass by that sign on a daily basis or during summer. I mean, during the Again, during school yeah, time. And it's, it's, that's fine, but man, slap a piece of wood out yeah. there I, that says doesn't get the kids in. No, I'm uh, I am betting you. You, you are. <laughs> we can't be the only dumbasses in here. We need more people. Yeah, get their you attention. Get the next generation. You need shiny things for the next generation. Uh, it I sounds suppose. as stupid as donating fifty five thousand dollars for a monument when yeah. you can put that money towards better things. It's all about getting more uh, asses in the seats. That's all it's about. Man, I hope that guy runs over the next monument once it's rebuilt. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will take up the banner. <laughs> Actually, I hope it's, um, uh, again, one, I was thrilled to find out that he wasn't an atheist. Yeah, he's a Christian, yeah. Yeah, that just heavily believes in the separation of church and state. Two, I hope there's some group that threw him some money to get his car repaired. <laughs> After they threw $55,000 at this dumb monument. And bail. And bail. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that might be kind of difficult because uh, even though I understand where he's coming from, that's still, you know, destruction of property. It's not really It's not really what a lot of people are backing when they want to see the separation of church and state. They're, they're not looking for a violent solution. So I don't know. So I, have a, I have a short story as well. Okay. So at the moment, it's a long story, which I will just skip to the end of. I'm trying to get my passport redone and getting my middle name on my passport because right now it's not on there and it's causing me problems with something else. So in order to do this, it's ridiculously difficult. And one of my options is I need to provide three forms of identification with my full name on it. So I've got my birth certificate, driver's license. And the only other option I could find was, and it's not an option for me, was you can take your baptismal certificate in. This is proof of yeah. identity. That's an option. Or, really? um, yeah, that, that was one of the options I was given. And um, if you're male, you can take in your proof of circumcision. That's an option. <laughs> what? Uh, damn. I got to go dig mine up. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are things you can use to, to say you are who you say you are and get a passport. I'm like, what? No way. But it's in the document. Like, Son of a bitch. <laughs> so they provide you with a 
certificate? Like, uh, congratulations, you've just been circumcised? Yeah, evidently. I have to ask my parents. <laughs> Mine's framed, Ian. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's the proudest anyway. day of my life. Because <laughs> I was, you know, obviously concerned at first. Like, like, do you know? Do you have a social security card or driver's license? And could you please whip it out and prove that you're who you are? <laughs> it's ridiculous. The Moyle signed my penis, Ian. <laughs> You can still see the scar. <laughs> it, it, it just struck me as such a weird thing. I mean, because how many religions do baptisms, first of all, or circumcisions? I, it, yeah, Christian nation. Yeah, it kind of is. Damn it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's another. I'll add that to the Jared recommendation list. If you haven't already seen Louis C.K.'s newest stand-up special on Netflix, uh, he talks, he does a long segment about how all all religions are equal, mm. except for Christianity. They won. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah. Just to sum it up, he's like, I'll just prove it to you really quickly. He said, "What year is it?" And they were like, uh, "2017." He's like, "Why? Why is that? Did human history began 2017 years ago. No. What? What exactly are we counting up from? And what about all the history before that? Oh, we have to count backwards. And we all agreed to this to accommodate one religion. Well, I guess they won." <laughs> Nice. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought about when Bray was telling us the other story about the, the guy complaining about the atheist invocation. And I was like, you're right, because it's on all our money. It's in the Pledge of Allegiance. They've snuck it into everything. So any sort of like even little nick that they take, they're like, outrage. <laughs> We've already been declared the winner. You don't get to win second. <laughs> That's interesting. I never thought of it from that, that point of view. Doesn't make it right, but <laughs> different perspective. Right. No, no, it, I, I agree. Um, um, it disappointed me once I was done laughing. <laughs> but uh, it was was a way that I have never, never perceived it before. <laughs> so That's all I got. The, the person that told me that I could use a baptismal certificate was sounded slightly shocked on the phone when I told him I'm not baptized. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Are you a Jew? <laughs> my fun for the day <laughs> all right i think that's all that uh i think that's all we're going to have for this week if anybody has any comments or questions feel free to leave it on our website profaneargument.com uh you can also message us on twitter at profanearg or you can email godless at profaneargument.com if you've enjoyed this podcast there are several ways you can support it in addition to joining audible you can leave a review on itunes soundcloud or google play or you can share the podcast on social media and finally, I'd like to encourage everyone to check out other podcasts on the soon-to-be-named network, which you can find at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. You can take a uh, listen to any of the podcasts that are on there, and I'm sure you can find something that uh, that fits your needs. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you. 